What's up, friend? How are you doing? Welcome to Plus Ultra. This podcast is for online entrepreneurs who have already launched their first offer and have already made their first sale. You're going to learn the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps that business owners took so that you can truly earn your freedom and design a life you don't need an escape from. We release weekly episodes on Wednesdays. Some are in interview format, others are in monologue format. I'm your host, Mateo Carrasco, but my friends call me Mateo for short. <laughs> no, but seriously. I was a management consultant straight out of college here in Washington, D.C., and then I worked remotely in 2020 from Denver, Colorado, and all of 2021 from Oahu, Hawaii. I lived in Kailua. From there, life got really interesting. My fiance and I, we decided to call it off. I started my own business, Veloxis, where I help business owners with their systems, their automations, integrations, and I help from prospecting to fulfillment. This podcast, Plus Ultra, is going to help you with the major roadblocks that will appear on your entrepreneurial journey. And more importantly, the people I will interview are other online business owners who have really amazing offers, life advice, and business stories. And with that, let's dive right into the episode. Welcome to Plus Ultra. Hello, everybody. So I'm so happy you guys tuned back in. If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome. So today we're going to discuss the third book in the Secrets Trilogy from the founder of ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson. He wrote these three books to really kickstart your marketing campaign, your digital marketing business, your entrepreneurship. If you guys have ever heard of the Two Comma Club Award, that's from ClickFunnels. If one of your funnels achieves a million dollars in sales, you get this plaque. Finally, there's this award for entrepreneurship. So you get this plaque, you've probably seen it. it's called the Two Comma Club Award. And so I'm working to get that. That is one of my goals. I have it pinned up. I, I have <laughs> one of the people I know won that award. And so I actually photoshopped my face on his body when he was celebrating. I want that award so bad. So he wrote these three books, The Secrets Trilogy. So the first one is Dotcom Secrets, as you see here. That's the first one. I'm reading that right now. I kind of went in backwards order. The last one, the third one, is the book we're going to discuss today, Traffic Secrets, How to Generate Traffic. And then the book in the middle, that's actually in the mail right now. It's coming to my house, and I'm going to read that. That's called Expert Secrets. So today we're going to discuss the third book called Traffic Secrets, How to Generate Traffic. Traffic Secrets is all about how to fill your websites and funnels with your dream customers, how to leverage traffic. There's three types of traffic. We're gonna discuss it at length, and that's the focus of this episode. As we discuss traffic, it's very important to know who you want your traffic to consist of. Who is your dream customer is the number one question you need to figure out. You need to figure out and really flesh out who your dream customer is, because otherwise all your ad spend is just gonna evaporate. It's not gonna go anywhere because your ideal customer cannot possibly be everybody. So we gotta think of your avatar. We're gonna do some examples here on how to figure out who your dream customer is, and then we'll flesh that out. Just a key thing to understand here is that traffic is people, and people are extremely predictable. So from here on out, Think of traffic as people. And the core strategies laid out here in Traffic Secrets, you can apply it to any medium, any platform, even if things change in the future. These principles still hold. So actually, funny enough, most entrepreneurs don't think about their dream customer. They don't do this exercise. In fact, they think their business is about them and their image. It's not. Your business is about your customer. Companies that become obsessed with their products rather than obsessed with their customers end up failing because things change. You need to be able to adapt to the new needs and new wants. And if you have too much loyalty to a fixed product, then things can fail. 
What's really nice is that a lot of companies, at least the ones I've worked with so far, including my own, the business owner typically is passionate about their product because they are their product, meaning that their ideal customer was them in the past. Meaning if they had suffered a certain type of pain, they have figured out and really muscled their way into finding a solution and then they marketed that solution and became their business. That is their ideal customer. So they have a pretty good understanding of the problems and the roadblocks that their future customer, their dream customer is going through. So their mess becomes their message. If you really want to understand who your dream customers are, then you need to find where they're already congregating. Your dream customers are already congregating someplace online, in different forums, under different podcasts, under different shows, under different influencers. They're already together and they're talking. So you need to just plug yourself in there to existing traffic, throw out really efficient hooks, and then leverage that traffic. They're already together. Really quickly, you can identify the three major markets. There will always be these three major markets and everything else is a submarket of these three. Those three are health, wealth, and relationships. So think about your product or service. Think where it fits within health, wealth, or relationships. The next thing you need to figure out is the direction your dream customer is moving. Are they moving away from pain or towards pleasure? So let's look at the wealth market and let's look at a moving away from pain under the wealth market. What does that look like? I hate my job and want to fire my boss. I have no money saved and I'm scared I could lose my job. Or everyone around me makes more money than I do. Those are examples of moving away from pain. And still within the wealth market, let's look at moving towards pleasure. These are phrases like, I wanna buy my dream house, or I wanna buy my dream car, or I wanna grow my company so I can have more impact. You wanna understand where your dream customers are, how they're thinking, because that is gonna determine the copy, the words you're gonna use in your ads, in your content, because it's gonna make a world of difference. You're gonna be talking to a different type of person. So kinda of like I mentioned earlier, there's a misconception that you have to create traffic. No, it's not build it and they will come. Your dream traffic, your dream customers already exist. And most beautifully of all, they're already together. They're already hanging out together. So your job is to find out where they're hanging out and throw out your hooks. So one of the ways to do this is something known as your dream 100. Your dream 100 are your dream 100 people, influencers or people similar to you in your market who have already congregated people together who are your dream customers. And those dream 100 people are the dream 100 people you would like to work with. So for me, some of the people in my dream 100 who are doing something similar to what I'm doing and I would like to work with in the future are people like Arlen Moore, are people like Solbra, are, and I'm not kidding, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, Joe Rogan. These are business owners who leverage the power of social media marketing and they really know how to hold a conversation and these are go-getters who make things happen. I'm not going to mention all of my Dream 100 but I've made a list. I literally have 112 names of the people I would like to work with and I've been leveraging these relationships already. I've been digging my well before I needed it and so I actually am friends with some of these people. I've actually met some of these people in real life but it's not a transactional thing. I want to be very clear about that. It's not a transactional thing. People can smell phoniness and neediness a mile away. I am doing the work. I am building my own value. I am trying to give these people a platform. Maybe they don't have a podcast. Maybe they want to be a guest on a podcast, have their message, their offer circulating in the Apple podcast medium, or maybe I can give them something that they don't currently have. In exchange, they give me something I don't have. And or may, honestly, it's, this is just something that I learned in business that 
in a relationship, it's all give, 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 and then you don't have to worry about receiving. It's just going to come naturally because the universe doesn't like that imbalance. You are owed something, right? And when you give for the love of giving, your life is on cruise control. It is amazing how the universe rewards you. And particularly in business, when you're building your dream 100, you take an idea of who you would like to work with, something that's just been in the back burner, and you put it on paper, and then you start following these people, you start talking to these people, you start helping them, giving them things, then you can see the snowball effect. There are two basic types of congregations. There are interest-based congregations, like who are the people or influencers or celebrities that these people are following? Or what are the companies these people are following? Are they fans of ClickFunnels? Do they use Notion? Do they use Go High Level and Close IO? You know, what movies, books, or brands are they interested in? Really think about the interests and then you can find ways to attach your ads or yourself to these brands, messages, people, whatever. Those are interest-based congregations. On the other side, you have search-based congregations. So when someone goes to Google and they type in a phrase or like a problem they like to solve, like how to lose weight or best water filters or emergency plumber in Boise, Idaho, those results they're getting are very specific and those are different congregations. So you can also attach yourself to those audiences using Google Analytics or whatever, and you can find the people searching for that. So in our case, we can type up the phrases we think people will be searching for our services. You can type in something like funnel builders on the East Coast or how to build an online course or how to integrate Zapier to Slack. You know, like very specific phrases of things you can do, and then you can optimize your page using SEO and really own those searches so that your ads can appear when people search for that type of stuff. Now we discussed the three big markets, health, wealth, and relationships. Now you wanna take one of those, so for me, and what I do, it's wealth, and then think about the sub-market. You have marketing, real estate, sales, you know, a lot of sub-markets. So for me, it's marketing. What I do in Veloxys is marketing most more than anything, marketing business operations. I'm slowly transitioning away from sales. And even more specific than the sub-markets, you can go into niches. So you have things like internet marketing, e-com, you have sales funnels, meta ads, you know, things that are very specific. So now let's discuss the hook story offer. I've discussed this in other podcast episodes, but if your funnels, if your sales funnels, your marketing funnels are not converting, it is literally because one of these three things or all three of these things are not good enough. So your hook is what captures the prospect, whether it's a cold traffic or warm traffic or hot traffic, it is what makes people stop scrolling. Your hook, if your hook is not good enough, then everything else goes out the window. You gotta make sure your hooks are really good. One way to do this is just be on your phone and look at some ads, the ones that get to you, and notice the ones that make you stop scrolling and make a note of that. We don't copy anybody, but you just wanna know the type of language, the type of words, what works for you. That typically tends to be a really good ad. So you just wanna take note of the ads that make you stop scrolling and leverage those types of hooks. The second is the story. The story is very important because that's what builds a connection with you and the prospect and soon to be lead. It also increases the value of the offer. If I start talking about my experience with my breakup, for instance, I've already received messages from other people who have built their businesses off the back of a breakup. And that is a very powerful connection that I've had with these people without really doing anything to change the offer. The offer is still the same. 
But because I've added that story of the breakup, people connect with me and my brand much stronger because they can understand the pain I went through that made me want to do this. And so that actually increases the price of the offer and the value of the offer. And the third and final thing is the offer itself. If your offer sucks liquid ass, then there's not much you can do to make people want to buy and click and actually purchase. So you can improve your offer a lot. I actually read $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. There's a whole book review podcast on that. YouTube video, same thing. I have the PDF highlight if you want that. I'm going to include it in the show notes so you can just have it for free. Increasing your offer is very important. Make sure your offer is actually good. And Hermosi talks about using things like guarantees, bundles, alliterations. Sometimes it's fun if your offer starts with the same letter. Sometimes that's really fun, like beach body or something like that. Just a fun fact. So let's get back to the Dream 100 and how to work your way in. One of the things, and you'll notice with my content, what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about any cheats or hacks, like unethical hacks. Real business is helping other people. Real lasting businesses are ones with an abundance mindset, helping each other out. If you wanna really work with your Dream 100, then you need to buy your Dream 100's products. Notice the email campaign you start receiving from them. Notice the copy, the way they talk to you. Notice all the little things and don't copy it outright. Just understand that they're on a different level and how that level compares to what you're currently doing. Also, we wanna support each other. You wanna actually buy their product. You can't just use your words all the time. It's acta non verba, right? Actions, not words. So yeah, buy their products. So support your creators, support your Dream 100, buy their products, invest in their courses, actually take what they're saying and implement it. See if they're legit in the first place, right? Then after a while of actually doing it, you can open up a dialogue, you can talk to them. You don't send templated messages. It's so obvious when people do this. Say things they mentioned. If they mentioned something in a podcast about their brother or something, use that. Say, hey, how's your brother doing? Did he end up doing this? So take an interest in people, you know, take an interest in their products, and then you can actually nurture that relationship for your ask later on. Make sure they see your name and face actively participating with them and their brand for a while before you ask anything. In life, that's a good rule of thumb. Give, 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 and then maybe ask, you know? Eventually, and this has happened to me, they will start taking interest in you and then you can give them free access or free content or free things and then you can support each other in a new relationship way and when you do have a big launch they can help you because your best promoters are your biggest fans and the way to create a big fan from your dream 100 is to be their fan in return right this is what a friendship is this is what a partnership is so that's earned traffic that's organic traffic you haven't bought ads you're just leveraging the relationships you've done the word of mouth the organic traffic you've built and the DMs you've done organically yourself, that is earned traffic. Now we're gonna talk about paid traffic. This is traffic you just outright buy. These are paid ads. I started with earned traffic or organic traffic because that is gonna be the life of your business because once we turn into paid ads and paid traffic, once you cut that off, once you put a pause to your ads, that traffic tends to dry up, but your organic traffic just keeps going. You get word of mouth, you get organic traffic, you get that engine started early, that is gonna be beautiful because that's gonna keep going even if your ads stop. What's really cool about paid traffic though is that it gives you immediate feedback. You can A-B test certain ads and you can immediately see if one doesn't convert as well. And then you can redirect all your ad spend to the working ad. It gives you an ability to test various different 
certain hooks, see the ones that actually work. Paid ads is how you scale a company really fast. Eventually, after doing all these tests and different tips and tricks, the goal is to have every single funnel of yours to be at least a break-even funnel, which means $1 in ad spend you put in, you get at least a $1 back. And if possible, you would like all your funnels to be profitable. Just to set expectations, guys, over 90% of your dream 100 will say no they're not going to work with you but it doesn't matter because once you get one to want to work with you and he does then you get access to their audience and then you can work with those people to get access to their audience and then maybe you might get another one of the original dream 100 of yours to work with you and then it just keeps going again and again and again and you build authority that way and again this is not a sneaky sleazy weasel way to do it you're actually building these relationships one tip to increase your average cart value or your acv is when you have the order in your order form like someone puts in an order for one of your products immediately afterwards you should put in an order form bump which is an upsell. Just a very, very easy click this box to add an upsell on something. Say it's an ebook, right? Say it's a book, right? You say, here's my book, it's $20, all for you, boom. But then you can have an, the order for bump. You just click this box here and then you can get the audiobook for another $15. Easy click, some people will do it and then your funnel is gonna convert. Another thing you can do is a one-time offer. And I mean this one-time offer. You don't want to lose credibility. You can only offer exclusive things during this order form and nowhere else, and you have to mean that. So if they decide not to buy that one order at that special price, then they're going to lose it forever. You can include those on the order form. So those two types of traffic, organic traffic and paid traffic, are really cool, really good, but there is still one superior form of traffic, which is traffic you own. If you haven't listened to it, listen to my lead magnet podcast episode where I talk about the importance of building an email list. The list is the secret because someone's email inbox is the great equalizer. They will be getting emails from huge people like Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, whoever, and their email campaigns, and then your email can just be sandwiched in the middle. It's the exact same. You get the same amount of access to these people. So you typically make $1 on average per name on your email list. So build your email list. And more importantly, that is the list you own. You own that traffic. Because if Meta ever shuts down, Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, wherever you have your followers, if that just disappears, then you've lost all that influence you've had. So the only thing you do own forever is the email lists, the users. That is what you own. And what's really cool is that if you buy an ad, so this is paid traffic, you can only get them to click once, right, to opt in. But once you own them, you can send them as many emails as you want and they can click an infinite amount of times on your stuff. So you want to be able to own them. Let's talk a little bit about funnels here. Did you know that 81% of all sales happen after the fifth point of contact? When I was in sales, I'm still doing a bit of sales, but they always say the fortune is in the follow-up. You gotta follow up. And so if you don't have ClickFunnels, if you use Kajabi or some other service, make sure you are doing these follow-ups in your email campaigns, MailChimp, whatever you're doing. Make sure you're doing email campaigns to touch base often and frequently. The fortune is in the follow-up. In terms of messaging for your ads, People are emotional buyers more than anything, and then there are logistical buyers, and then there are fear-based buyers, like urgency types. And you want your messaging and your sales funnels to start with the emotional aspects, use emotional language, and then have a bullet list of the logical reasons why your offer is superior to the rest, why it's a good deal, blah, blah, blah. 
And then at the end, you should have an urgency, like in your call to action, just be like, this offer will never be the same in the next three or four hours. This offer is going to increase in price and you have to mean it. This has to be ethical. Like you actually have to mean it. Like come midnight, this is going to be a different price. You know, the majority of your sales will come from emotional buyers. So use emotional stories and to address the logic buyers, the logistical buyers, you want to use risk of reversal as much as possible. So throwing guarantees, 30-day guarantees or satisfaction guarantees, that's going to get a lot of these people to convert. You can also compare it with other investments that they could make for the same amount of money. So you're looking typically at 50% of buyers are emotional buyers, then the 30% are logical buyers, and the last 20% are urgency or scarcity buyers. So for that last 20%, you want to use FOMO as much as possible, fear of missing out. The only thing that will get them to take the leap is the fear of you taking the offer away. So give them all the reasons why they need to buy it from you now. Close every sales presentation, email, everything with a sense of urgency. And again, mean it. So in the rest of this book, he talks about focusing on two distribution channels. One has to be email. You have to have a good email campaign. You have to communicate with people. Everyone uses email. You have to have email. And the second is your show channel. So you get a choice. A lot of people choose YouTube. Some people choose Instagram and TikTok, like short form. And then even fewer people choose podcasting. So right now I love podcasting and I like short form. I'm using YouTube just to post the podcasting, but you need to just focus on something. I've decided to focus on podcasting in my email. So that's, those are two things I'm doing. And all the video content is going to be taken care of down the road. Right now, I just got to focus on making content. So for you, you need to figure out what your distribution channels are and focus, focus, focus. Do not try to spread yourself thin. And it's important you have a show. It really is. And I'm using the word show because Russell uses the word show because that is really what we're working with in the digital world now. Whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's an Instagram page, whatever it is, a podcast, you need to have a personal brand. I've talked about this in previous episodes. And the beautiful thing is that you don't have to perfect it because guess what? No one perfects it. Gary Vee talks about document your process rather than try to curate. So as you put out more and more content, you're going to get better and better at it. You will find your voice. And so the important thing is to get started now. You need to get started right now and start posting. And I really like this quote on page 116. He says, too many content creators think that they have only one at bat that they have to make one most beautifully created video or image, but what they don't realize is that their hunger to make the perfect piece of content is what's actually crippling them. You need to think, I'm not posting because I know everything about this topic, I'm posting because I'm obsessed with this topic. I love this and I wanna talk about it every day and I am willing to consistently post about this topic every single day. That, when you feel that, that means you're on the right track. That means this is something that you can consistently do over and over and over again. And once you're doing the work, people take notice. There's nothing that gets more respect than hard work. And so when you finally reach out to your dream 100 and they see you've set up a show that you're growing on your Instagram, you're growing digitally, then you can ask after really nurturing the relationship to be a guest on their show, maybe get a collab done together, a collab post, something like that. Once you get that in a mix, you can set up a media kit. A media kit is a resume for content creators. I've had some experience putting together media kits for people and you put your follower count, you put your engagement rate, you put certain things that you can do for others and you set it up in a nice one pager PDF and you send that around, you shop that around to these people you've built relationships with. That's how you infiltrate the Dream 100. And start asking, just start asking. My dad always used to say, you already have the no. So just ask until you get a yes. 
You already have the no. Ask and ye shall receive. Just keep asking. You will achieve breakthrough. There is literally no choice. It will happen. So in the rest of the book, Russell Brunson covers how to fill your funnel, and he covers four platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Google, and YouTube. We're going to go through each of them, and I just want to lay out the six-step process of how to fill your funnel. Step one, history and goal of the platform. Step two, find and model the Dream 100 within that platform. Remember, not all influencers are in every platform. Step three, your strategy and publishing plan. Step four, working your way in. Remember, that's the organic traffic, how you're going to build that. Five, buying your way in. Those are the paid ads. And then six, filling your funnel, converting all that traffic into traffic you own with your email list. So before we get started with Instagram, I just wanna say one quick thing about social media in general. Social media, think of it as a party, okay? It's about making friends. It's not about making money. The money will come. I guarantee the money will come. But to be successful, you need to think of it as a real networking event. Social networking and the digital space, think about it as professional networking in the reality space. You need to make friends. So think of social networking as a party. There's a giant party and you're all meeting each other. The goal is to connect with people on a human level and bring them back to your house. So think of the party as the platform, Instagram, right? And then you want to bring the people that you're interested in back home. Your home is going to be your page on that platform. So for me, it would be my Instagram page, at Roscoteo. Once they're in your home, you want to introduce them to your funnels. And that is what gets everything started. So you get them from the party, you create a relationship with them until the point where they're interested enough to go to your page. And once they're on your page, you need to make it as easy as possible to navigate them into your funnels. That doesn't happen if you're strong arming them. You understand? You need to really make it into a relationship. So from now on, say this with me, you are a creator. You produce content. You don't consume content. You're using social media as a tool. You're not just there to sit and intake TikTok after reel after TikTok after reel. You're there to create. If you're going to consume any media at all, it is in the function of creating better media yourself. So let's start with Instagram. So step one is understanding the history and the goal of the platform. The goal of Instagram is to attract followers and create content that engages them and keeps them coming back to the platform for more. Step two is finding your dream 100 on this platform. Not all your favorite creators use the same platforms. Some of my favorite podcasters don't have Instagram pages and vice versa. So let's talk about Instagram here for a moment. You want to look at the pictures that get the most engagement. You want to see the reels that do really well and really study the hooks and how they structure their captions and really see what people are doing who have found success. And you want to model that. That's for your own content creation. But within the Dream 100, once you find them, you want to engage with their content, comment regularly when they post, and no, don't just comment an emoji or something. Comment a question or something intriguing. If they mention something on another platform, comment about it right there. If you notice that all of the top creators are talking about a specific thing on their stories, then that is a then it's a highly likely that their media manager told them that this topic is very important to get engagement. So you can actually hop on that trend yourself if you want to. That's more for like lifestyle type people, but still, like you want to be able to understand your niche at a very high level. And step three is identifying the publishing strategy and create a publishing plan. So for Instagram, you want to create 
something known as content hooks, where you're producing images and videos in a way that really grabs their attention and turns strangers into followers. We will rarely, if ever, sell anything in this content. So we are gonna do this in two sections in the Instagram app. The first is your Instagram profile, like your gallery, and the second is using Reels. Remember, you have to be you. A brand is the image and personality the business applies to its offers. You are unique, so you want to be able to project your personality and be consistent with it. You want to quickly communicate in your bio who you are, what it is you do, and then I really suggest you look at your Dream 100's bios and try to see what they're doing and see how clear it is and mimic that. So in your gallery, this is going to be your strategy. You're going to have a hook with your pictures. You're going to be able to really clarify what it is you do using your pictures. You don't want to have pictures of your dog or things that have nothing to do with your offer. In your gallery, you want it to be clean. And one easy way to be consistent is something known as the Jenna Kutcher 5 method or the JK5 method. She came up with this method where you have the five things that most define you or that you're most interested in. And those five things are going to be what all of your content consists of. So someone like me is going to be sales, marketing, biohacking, automations, and travel. So those are the five things I will talk about and I will consistently show. One thing you can do, you can use the highlight section with your stories and have five highlights because that is what covers up the whole screen and just have the five one dedicated to each of those things and you can categorize your stories in those highlights no two categories will live next to each other on the grid so if you post once about marketing then you won't make another post about marketing you will post about travel or something instead right this should go without saying but when you're posting on a profile you will never want to post in real time your post should be thought out and strategic the real-time posting should be dedicated on your stories where you're real and authentic but your feed, if you want to have a grain of aesthetics and respect, you should dedicate a little bit of time to make sure it's consistent with your brand. There's something known as the ABCDQ test to see if your content is quote on brand. So the A is for aesthetic. Does it visually show something that fits the personality of my brand? B is for brand. Is it aligned with my dream client or something they will engage with? C is consistent. Is it consistent in terms of color or quality to fit with my overall feed? D is diversity. Is this something different than my last post? Does it create recognition beyond what I sell? And Q is quality. Is this up to the quality I want my clients slash followers to expect? If this stood alone, would it fit my brand? All your posts will fit into three buckets. It will either inspire people, educate people, or entertain people. So figure out what that is and really flesh out your caption beforehand. One way you can do this, and these are the three very common and very well-converting types of captions. The first is telling a story that builds rapport with your audience. The second is asking a question that really raises engagement with your post. And the third is making a list. People love lists. They will save that. So the saves and the shares function is really helpful for the algorithm to boost your post. Every single post you have should have a call to action, a CTA, whether it's just double tap or something small like leave a emoji if you agree, or it could be something big like link in bio or check out my YouTube or something like that big. Like you should always direct people so that they can engage with the content. And when people comment, you should be responding to those comments. And here's a trick. You should respond with a question so that they can give another comment to the algorithm. And so it communicates to Instagram, hey, this is a valuable post. Let's push it. So step four is to work your way in the organic traffic. 
what you would like to do is maybe set up a Q&A collab with one of your favorite Dream 100 creators and you can do something like a collaborated post maybe. Instagram has that feature now. So you can do a collab post so their audience will see you and your audience will see them. It will appear on both your feeds and both your channels will grow. The fifth way is to buy your way in with paid traffic. You can do this with getting a shout out. I mean, you can ask for a shout out. Hopefully you don't have to pay, but you can ask for a shout out whether on a stories or on a post. And that is one way you can get a shout out from one of your Dream 100. And then the sixth and final step is to fill your own funnel. So make sure the link in your bio and the call to actions you have are all pointing people to giving you their email address. So now we're moving on to Facebook traffic. Step one is understanding the history and the goal of Facebook. The goal of Facebook is to have its users create content that will keep people on the platform for as long as possible so that they can show them ads. Step two, to find your dream 100 on this platform. If you haven't already, you should create a page for your brand on Facebook. I created mine about a year ago or two and I just left it in the back burner and I looked at it the other day and it has 800 likes and I have done nothing for it. So Facebook is where a lot of the boomers and Gen X's are and they just love Facebook. So just make sure you're there. You can actually connect using your Instagram. You can easily connect because they're both meta, Instagram and Facebook. You can slide this thing when you're about to post something so it can automatically post to your Facebook page. So what makes Facebook super powerful are the Facebook groups. Make sure you join Facebook groups that are in your niche and are similar to what you're trying to do. And again, you don't want to be a leech. You want to actually contribute to these groups. Contribute, ask questions, engage, 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 give, give, give. And then eventually you can be like, hey guys, by the way, I set up this offer, blah, 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 blah. Make sure it's compliant with the rules of the group. Step three, identifying your publishing strategy and your publishing plan. It's important to remember that Facebook is the biggest social party in the world. So your home is your personal profile. Make sure it's clean. Make sure your banner has very clearly laid out who you are, what you do. Your fan page that we just talked about setting up, that is your show. Make sure you communicate things clearly. Think before you post. After you post content on your fan page, you will be paying slash buying your way in to boost it to the followers of your Dream 100. Then you have Facebook groups. This is where you build relationships with your tribe. And then you have Messenger, which is kind of going to be used kind of like email where you get direct access to people. You will use this as your distribution channel. So even though Facebook limits you to 5,000 friends, once you create this page, you can have an unlimited amount of followers. And Facebook doesn't want your personal page to be used for business. So you do have to create that separate page. And you want to make sure your cover photo is clean, but do not put a CTA in your cover photo. That's going to get flagged. And in your intro section, treat that as a business card. And then your featured image, that's when someone clicks on the image they're taking to a post where it has links. That you want to make sure to leverage and use that space very wisely. So Russell Brunson, for instance, he has a picture of his three books from his Secrets Trilogy. Think of your Facebook page as the Facebook version of your website. You only put your most curated and your best content on this page. It's going to be treated a bit differently than Instagram. Remember, your Instagram stories are real and authentic in real time. Facebook is not. Remember, that's where your mom and dad are. This is where all the bosses and middle managers are. You want to make sure it's clean. What makes Facebook also very valuable is the live video function. Once you have really mastered an idea and you can communicate it to a lot of people, you want to be able to set up a webinar at some point. But if you go live on Facebook and you have some people sitting in the front row, say it's your friends or some of your clients, 
and you have a whiteboard and you just go through something, you can have that long form live video and later on you can post it into your Facebook page, but then you can also clip it up and make it into a podcast or whatever you want. That is super powerful. Facebook is gonna push that live video. They love it when you use live to a ton of people. So make sure you use a live when you can. Facebook also rewards you for starting groups. They want you to create groups. So whatever your offer is, create a group for it, for your members, people who have bought into that offer. And, and if they have a lot of questions, make sure you can answer it. That's not only good for you as a business to have your Facebook group grow, but it's good for them as consumers because if they have any questions, you can have them all in one spot and you can give them true customer service. And then Messenger, you wanna grow your Messenger list as well, kind of like your email list. This is a great place where you can just message people one-on-one with your offers. Step four, working your way in with organic traffic. Again, you wanna just dig your well before you need it, talk to these people, engage with their content all naturally. And then step five, buying traffic. You wanna use all your paid ads on your fan page, on the page you create, your business page. Every video you post, every image you publish, and every post you write on your fan page can be promoted using Facebook Ads Manager. Step six, filling your funnel. Make sure, again, all your CTAs point back to a lead magnet or something where you can collect their emails. Now, the third platform we're gonna talk about is Google, so Google traffic. Step one is understand the history and the goal of Google. Google's original algorithm was primarily based on backlinks. If you don't know what backlinks are, those are the links that are pointing back to a page. So they're like in the background. So if you see there's a website that constantly gets referred to, then there's highly likelihood that that is a page of authority. So that's how Google was originally started. But then marketers started buying their way through lists and they're like, hey, point back to me, point back to me, point back to me, and they just threw a lot of money so people would point out their websites and their websites ended up being spammy or just shitty. So Google had to change their algorithm. That was the first phase of Google. The second phase of Google was page rankings and on-page optimization. So you would get a page rank, but inevitably it made people start focusing their spamming efforts on better websites. So pretty soon there was a whole underground industry that popped up where you could just buy links on these highly ranked sites. The third phase is something known as the Google Zoo where it started with something known as Panda, which killed these content farms and scraper sites that I was talking about. And then in 2012, Penguin was released, which penalized people who were buying links. And then in 2013, Google came out with Hummingbird, which figured out the intent behind a search. You could see what people actually wanted rather than just the keyword itself. Now we're in phase four, which is mobile focused. And it ranks you higher if your site is optimized for mobile. And it penalizes sites that prioritize monetization over user experience. Google's core goal is to give the user a better UX, a better user experience. Step two, finding your Dream 100 on Google. It actually consists of two Dream 100 lists. Your first one is gonna be your bloggers, and then your second Dream 100 list is gonna be for your keywords. So to find your Dream 100 bloggers, you're gonna type in your dream keyword and then the word blog after it. And I know some of you might be thinking, Mateo, this is in 2005, who still blogs? Some people still blog, okay? But more than anything, these people have been blogging most likely for a long time. They have an email list that's tremendous and they have influence on the internet. You just gotta find these people and then you can buy your way in later on. We'll talk about that. But in terms of Google as a platform, bloggers are still a force to deal with. And now let's turn to keywords. You wanna make a list of the keyword phrases that you think your dream customers will be typing into Google if they're trying to find the result of your product or service. So for someone like me, it'd probably be something like sales funnels, digital marketing, internet marketing, online marketing, landing page, marketing automation, growth hacking, 
personal branding, website traffic, social media marketing, things like that, I would type in and will try to optimize my page's SEO to rank for those searches. Google will suggest other keyword phrases in the search bar that people often search for when someone types in your dream keyword or phrase. These keywords will become your long tail keyword phrases. So say my dream keyword to rank for is sales funnels. My long tail keyword would be sales funnel examples or sales funnel templates or sales funnel one-on-one. And I will just try to optimize for those too. Step three in identifying your publishing strategy and creating your publishing plan for Google. You want to type your keyword phrase into Google, then scan the top 10 results and look for pattern of a type of post we call a linkable asset. So some of you guys might be old enough to remember David Letterman on CBS. It's Stephen Colbert's show now, but he used to have something known as the Letterman top 10 list. So at the end of his show, he would have a top 10 and it'd be something funny. You want to be able to put your content in a format that is listable, kind of like Buzzfeedy. That ranks really high on Google. These type of linkable assets is what Google loves. So types of articles with 21 steps or 300 resources, things like that, will get people to scroll on your page for a long time and show its value to Google. These type of long lists are also known as skyscrapers. So this skyscraper technique works after you found the content that has already generated a ton of links and is already ranking for your dream words. And then you model it and create your own bigger, better piece of content, AKA a bigger skyscraper. Google will rank you above the original higher ranking article. How to make your skyscraper taller? Make it longer, make it more up to date, make it better designed visually, and then make it more thorough. Another thing you can do is you can find people who have a big newsletter email list and that they're linking to your competitor and then ask them to link back to your skyscraper that is now bigger and longer and better instead. Step four, working your way in is through guest posting. So you can feature your post on someone else's blog or feature their blog on your site. So what you can do is you can email blog owners and tell them, I have a few cool ideas for a post on their blog and ask them if they, if they have, if any of them are of interest. If they say yes, then I write up the post, include a link to one or two of my skyscrapers and have them post it. So step five of buying your way in, aka pay traffic, you can do something really cool. So what if while you were waiting to get your site ranked to page one, you'd start getting traffic immediately from all the people who are currently ranked number one. The goal in the short term isn't to outrank them, it is to get ads for your funnels on those existent pages. So rather than fight tooth and nail to get the top rank, those top sites tend to be run by SEO guys who don't even have an offer. They just have some sites that rank really well and you can pay to get your ads on their site. They did all the hard work for you. All you have to do is just pay them money and you can have your offers featured on their high ranking site. Step six is to fill your funnel. You can buy ads on Google's paid search platforms. The first is the paid ads on the search engine results page and the second is from the AdSense ads. The fourth platform we're gonna talk about today is the YouTube. YouTube traffic is very cool, very unique. And one thing you should know is that YouTube is the only platform where you can create something and post it online where it will actually grow exponentially over time. Instagram, Facebook, all these other ones, they're rewarded by their recency. So if I post something really, really cool right now, it's gonna get some traffic and some, and some views, but four months from now, two months from now, even like a week from now, it's not gonna get pushed by the algorithm anymore. It's too old. YouTube is not like that. YouTube will consistently push something. And actually, if for some reason people are searching for it a lot 
out of nowhere two years from now is going to get boosted. It's going to get recommended by the YouTube algorithm. That is the only social platform that does that. So step one, understanding the history and the goal of the platform. YouTube is interesting because it functions similar to a social platform, but it also functions as a search engine, which is why unlike other social networks, your videos continue to grow over time. Step two in finding your dream 100 on YouTube. While we're waiting for these videos to get ranked to the top, you could buy ads on all the other videos right now. What you need to do is build out two Dream 100s lists. One list with the names of the people, brands, and influencers you'd like to target, and the second list with the keyword phrases you'd like to create videos for. In step three, identifying your publishing plan, you want to model what your current influencers are doing. If they're posting every week, if they're posting every day, there's a reason why that's working for them and try to do something similar to that. In terms of setting up your channel, the name of your channel should focus more on branding than keywords. In Russell Brunson's case, it's Russell Brunson dash click funnels. And for me, it's plus ultra dash Roscoe Teo. The About Us page is the information you will write that will show up in the research results for your channel. Make sure it's SEO optimized. The header image, you want to make sure that contains the value that they'll get from your channel so they can instantly see what your show is all about. The profile image, it works best if it's a picture of yourself, of your face. The channel trailer and description, you want to introduce yourself and welcome your viewer. You want to go briefly into your backstory and explain why you have the authority to be creating the content you make. Then you want to pitch your value statement. And then you want to share your posting schedule so they can have that clear and upfront. Then you want to end the video with a really strong CTA and make sure this video, your trailer, is no longer than one to two minutes. And for creating thumbnails, you want to make sure that these are leveraged well because these will serve as your hook. You want to have large faces slash images, bright colors, and as few words as possible. When writing your description, you want the first two sentences to contain your keyword and CTA because this portion is always above the fold. And then you want to link to your front end funnels. And then you always want to use three hashtags if you can. After your video is posted, you want, get, you want to get people watching them as soon as possible. So if you have an email list already, you should push your new YouTube video to your email list. Here are three stats the YouTube algorithm will use to determine whether your video is good or not. The first is click-through rate or CTR. This is how many people who see your thumbnail actually click on it. The benchmarks we want for a good CTR is 9%. 9% is fantastic. 6% is good and 4% is okay. The next stat the algorithm will look at is initial retention. The first minute of retention is very important. You want to hook people fast and keep them watching. Watch the videos from your Dream 100 to get ideas on how they hook people from the first minute. You want to keep your retention for the first minute above 70%. The third stat is overall retention. As for your overall retention, you want 50%. That's really good. 40% is okay, and 35% is acceptable. Step four in working your way in with organic traffic, you can do collabs with other channels, but it doesn't always have to be a one-for-one -one swap. Sometimes you can have someone post a video for you on their channel in exchange for featuring them on your podcast. And step five, buying your way in with paid ads, you can buy ads on already successful channels that are in your niche. Step six, filling your funnels. You want to make sure you have links to your front end funnels that ensures you capture their emails. All right, so those are the four main platforms that Russell Brunson talks about, and they're very important to leverage in this day and age. But for each business, there should be one primary channel you focus on. This will also probably be the same platform you spend most of your own personal time on. So if you are constantly consuming podcasts and you're passionate about podcasts, then you should be considering focusing on the podcast platform. If you're a YouTube type consumer, you should focus on YouTube creation. And if you're on Instagram a lot, you should focus on Instagram. 
Recall, we are going to be content creators. We're not going to be content consumers. And remember that each platform has its own unique language. Usually content that works really well on one platform will fail when copied to another. So Russell Brunson talks about something really cool here, which is using other people's distribution channels. So people who have already created a large email list, you can buy an ad on people's email list. What's really cool is you can negotiate the terms. A lot of people don't do this, but you can negotiate to be integrated into people's campaigns. So you can have your offer be included in the day three of their campaign, meaning if a lead enters their email campaign and it's Monday and day three for them would be Wednesday, they receive your offer in their email list on Wednesday, but then say someone else opts in on Tuesday and their day three will be on Thursday and they'll receive your offer on, on Thursday. It'll be staggered and you will always be featured in these email campaigns and you will be ingrained in your Dream 100's email campaign ad infinitum, okay? So you set up the deal once, but you get a benefit of that integration every day since. Instead of buying your ad one time on that list, your offer is sent via email to their new leads every single time it gets to day three, you know? This part right here I'm really excited to talk about is your affiliate army. As soon as you can, get affiliates. You will pay them a commission after they make a sale. You will have zero risk. You only pay them after they make a sale. The amount of leverage you get when you build an affiliate program and rely on the efforts of other people is humongous. Here's the main thing though. You don't wanna force their hand to get into a platform they don't use. You wanna make sure they leverage their preferred method of traffic. If they're huge on YouTube and they love YouTube, then let them push your stuff on YouTube. If they're huge on Instagram, let them push your offers on Instagram. Here are the five steps I'm this work. Step one, recruit your army of affiliates. Every Dream 100 person has their own distribute channel. Respect that. Send out packages to them and then tell them about the promotions you have coming up. Step two, make them your affiliates. What's really cool is that I use ClickFunnels. So in ClickFunnels, there's an affiliate platform called Backpack that automatically does this, but you should make them your affiliates. And you always want to let your customers know that they can actually make money by referring their friends. So let them know that that's an option that's available to them. Step three, give your affiliates a reason to promote. So say you have a launch date, make sure you start recruiting affiliates at least 60 to 90 days beforehand. And then as we get closer to a launch date, we typically want to put everyone who has agreed to promote into a special Facebook group where you can communicate to them exactly what's happening before launch, what they need to talk about, blah, blah, blah. Step four, training your affiliates to become super affiliates. Show new affiliates how to promote your products. Train them how to run ads, track their sales, and whatever else need be. You can also give them copy and paste ads that they can quickly grab and quickly edit. A lot of creators I've talked to use Canva. You can create Canva templates and you can have a workspace set up in Canva where you share the emails with your affiliates and they can quickly edit so that it's all uniform. It's really easy for them to buy into the program and really push your stuff. Step five is to compensate your affiliates. The more you're able to pay your affiliates, the more likely they are to promote you. Remember, they don't need you. You need them. So Russell Brunson talks about software because that's the space he's in. Most other software companies pay their affiliates 20 to 30% commission on their sales, but ClickFunnels, they launched immediately with a 40% commission for their affiliates and their sales boomed. Building a successful affiliate program has brought ClickFunnels more traffic, leads, and sales than any other marketing technique. Now we're gonna talk about cold traffic. Russell strongly believes that you can build most companies to multiple eight figures a year just by focusing on warm traffic and turning them into hot traffic. But if you want to scale beyond that, you have to master one other type of traffic, cold traffic. Cold traffic 
are people that have no idea you even exist. If your prospect is aware of your product, then your headline starts with the product. If the prospect is not aware of your product, then your headline starts with the desire. If he's not yet aware of what he really wants, then your headline starts with the problem and crystallizes it into a specific need. So here's the progression. They are unaware, then they're problem aware, then they're solution aware, then they're product aware, and then they are most aware. That's how you get them from cold to warm to hot traffic. Cold traffic, they don't even know you exist, but most importantly, they aren't even aware that they have a problem. You have to create different funnels for the different temperatures of traffic. You cannot use the same language for all three. Your cold traffic avatar is going to be unhappy because they know there's a problem, but they're not yet aware of the solutions that are possible. And they're definitely not aware of any products of yours that will solve their problems. This avatar will most likely be you five to 10 years ago. So think about what are the things that grabbed your attention at the beginning of your journey? What words and phrases would you have used back then to explain what it is you're doing right now? The next step is to create a bridge. So for hot traffic, you're going to need a really short bridge. They know who you are. They know, they know what your product does. So it's going to be really easy to communicate. But for your cold traffic, you want a large bridge. Really use stories. Don't sell anything in the first couple of emails. Just push who you are and get them warmed up. And then you can present the ask. I'm going to quickly give you the seven phases of a funnel. Phase one is the traffic temperature, hot, warm, or cold. Phase two is what we just talked about, the pre-frame bridge, how to structure your funnels and the bridge. Step three is to qualify your subscribers. Make sure you can even help them in the first place. Step four is to qualify the buyers. Step five is to identify your hyperactive buyers. These are your super fans that keep buying from you. Step six is to age and ascend the relationship using the value ladder, which I talked about in my previous episode, the lead magnet. And phase seven is to change the selling environment. Higher ticket offers are most often closed offline. So on the phone, you want to change the selling environment. For offers 2K and above, people are very hesitant to buy online. They would rather talk to someone on the phone and really converse about it before they do. So you want to make that as easy as possible and get them offline. And that's the whole book. Right now, what Russell recommends that we do while these ideas or concepts are still at the top of our mind is to first decide who we really want to serve, two, pick the platform we want to publish in first, three, build our dream 100 list, four, start digging our well with our dream 100, five, buy our way in with that one platform. Hopefully you can use these secrets to really serve your dream clients at the highest level. That is the end all of business. You are here on this planet for a reason. The meaning of life is to give life meaning. You have a purpose. And if you're listening to this, your purpose is probably aligned with internet marketing. And so being able to tap into existing traffic of your dream customers is going to be very key for you to achieve your dreams. I'm really excited to see how this book can help your lives. Hopefully this served you. Thank you for spending your time with me. I want to appreciate you again for taking the time to listen to me and helping me do work that I find meaningful. I know I'm going to win the Two Comma Club Award. I just know it. It's in the books. I just know it's going to happen, inshallah, ojalá. And I really hope that maybe you and I can share the stage one day and have Russell hand us our Two Comma Club Awards. I think that would be super exciting. In the meantime, stay tuned. Next week's episode is going to be with an awesome business owner. He actually published a book while he was in college. He's an absolute G, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to that conversation. That's going to come out next week, Wednesday the 14th, and I hope to see you guys there. In the interim, 
Remember, plus ultra, further beyond, push your limits, you can do this. Carpe diem, carpe noctem, carpe vitam. You guys can do anything you set your minds to. I love you so much. Thanks for spending time with me. Much love. God bless.